Hello and welcome back to the nudist colony, the low T, no T. Hey, hey, my voice is going out and it sounds fucked up. God damn it. Um, uh, this is the nudist colony. We're a new metal uh, discussion podcast. My name is Ross. My name is Brent. We are a, together a bass player and a DJ. Bow, bow, bow. Fully qualified <laughs> to discuss new metal in yes. all of its glory? Question mark. <clears throat> glory. I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see how this this album pans out for us. Uh, if yes. you listen to the last episode, which was eighteen point five, Ross kind of spoiled his his feelings on it. Uh, yeah. My feelings might be a little bit different. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. Hey, right. we'll, we'll find out we'll real quick. Discover real quick. So uh, today we are talking about System of a Down, which is the self-titled album from System of a Down. Yes. From 1998. Big 98. Good year. <laughs> like the blimp? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I look back on 98 fondly. I feel like there was, a lot of, um, there was a lot of music that was coming out. And, you know, 98, I would have been 16. So it was like kind of a formative, you know, you, you have the freedom, you can go... And your friends' vehicles, and you can go buy your own. You can get get a job. You can go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have Pizza Hut, which is what we did. We worked at Pizza Hut, both of us. Um, we were truly making it great. Yes, and uh, I feel like there was just so much stuff that was coming out around that time that I, for some reason, I look back at '98 and I'm just like, thumbs up on that year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh. In keeping the promise of the revamped show, yes. uh, we're just going to get into the album. Uh, for the listeners, we've already recorded episode 19.5, so that will be out next week. And if you're curious as to whether or not it's any good, it's not. Nope. But we did it. <laughs> it's out there. The promise is made and kept. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Today we're talking about the self-titled, self, uh, good lord, System of a Down <laughs> album. Oh, and uh, we're, we're both barely um barely even alive it. yeah uh, it's, uh, we're it, both very sleepy boys. yeah uh don't worry it will get worse yeah. this album was released june 30th 1998 on american recordings and uh yeah system of a down is a band that's uh i was kind of surprised at how few albums they have i, I thought they had more than what i i found on <laughs> they were, itunes or they whatever. were really only active from like i mean I think they'd been a band for a while, but as far as like, uh, you know, big nationwide releases, you know, this is 98. I think their last album was uh, 2005. Yeah. Wow. So it would have really been active for about seven years as far as like, you know, public eye, the public eye is concerned. Is that, that was a double album, wasn't it? Was like hypnotize and mesmerize. Yes. But they didn't release. I don't believe they released at the same time. I think they released like a couple of months outside of each other. Even still, I'm always fascinated by that when a a band will, (laughs) Like putting yeah. out a double album like all at once is a big enough task. Yes. But then you're going to essentially compete with yourself in in the <laughs> right. same year, you know, and uh, put them out a, a few years apart. Uh, yeah, you're right. Both of those albums, Hypnotize and Mesmerize, came out in 2005. Hmm. But they weren't the same day, right? Uh, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. I'll yeah, I think they were. Further I'm sure. Um, whatever the first one was, I was a. That's uh, like possibly my favorite System of a Down album. I think it was hypnotized. I think it was hypnotized. <laughs> the, the first one. Um, <clears throat> I was a huge fan of that album. Still am. Uh, I listened to it uh, like last week when we were preparing for this 
It looks like Mesmerize came out first. That was Mesmerize. released on May 17th of okay. 2005. And then uh, the following, uh, Hypnotize, came out November 22nd, 2005. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, about six months apart. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's well, cool. We've all learned something here today. Hey. All right. See you guys later. Yep. <laughs> Contact info is in the show notes. <clears throat> yeah. Check it out. The, so, Mesmerize, you said, was the first one? Yes. Yes. Big fan of that. Um, if you... If you haven't had a chance to listen to it. Uh, highly recommend you go out and listen to it. Yeah. Um, there's a song on there called Violent Pornography, which is... <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like such a catchy song, but like the lyrics are... Um, uh, it's a violent pornography, choking chicks and sodomy. <laughs> the kind of shit you get on your TV. Yeah. But it's like so catchy. <laughs> like... Yeah, um, I mean that's something that we'll we'll talk about when we get into yeah. uh, the listening to the songs. Uh, before we do that, let's talk about the personnel uh, for this album, which is essentially the the same lineup they've had the entire time. Like they've yeah. been on hiatus since two thousand five. They put out like a couple of singles mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago, I think. I think it's twenty twenty. I didn't like either of them, no. but uh, hey, they did it. They got together. I think they were doing it to. Uh, raise proceeds for yeah, Armenia. Kind of yeah. And uh, so that's commendable, but I, sure. I didn't care for those songs. Um, yeah. So on vocals. They were bad and they just were kind of like kind of passable, just, you know. Yeah, bad. They were, they were bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, on vocals, keyboards, and samples, we've got Serge Tankian, right? <laughs> I think so. that's I'm looking at it right now, but I don't. I don't uh, speak Armenian. Nor do I. Uh, Darren Malakian on guitars and vocals, <laughs> Shavo, oh God, Adachian, uh, Adagian on bass, and then uh, John Dolmayan on drums. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> and then uh, an additional musician would be Rick Rubin, who Damn. plays some extra piano. Crazy. Um, you crazy for that one. But I, I think that uh, there's a, a more surprising instrument that plays a key moment on this album for me and we'll get to it don't worry okay but um yeah first studio album by the band uh and they came out with this and it sounds like they were fully formed you know yeah uh i did uh i did read that uh rick rubin i guess uh got their demo passed along to him and like fell in love with him instantly but figured there's like n- nobody besides me and a couple of my friends are going to be into this. It's just like so weird. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but no, it fucking blew up, blew up. Yeah. And this album was produced by Rick Rubin and system of a down. So <laughs> I'm, I don't know that that happens too often where like the band gets to produce or co-produce their first outing, you know, if you're if Rick Rubin's on board. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess so. Uh, I wonder, man carries a lot of clout. But I wonder how much he did, because I've heard from uh, other musicians that he's a fairly hands-off producer. I guess it kind of depends on uh, if he's familiar with the artist or whatever. I just know from hearing interviews with Corey Taylor uh, about um, their third Slipknot album, when he produced that, he was... He was like he would he would show up sometimes, right? You know, and he got credit for it. I've heard he just like sits on the couch and listens, and is just like, "Hey, do do this instead." Mm -hmm. Like that's his production style. That or he'll ask questions, and just like kind of let let that simmer in the back Mm -hmm. of their brains. Like, what if the snare drum 
was a kick drum, and they just like turns to vapor, you know. <laughs> it sizzles oh, away, man. But uh, hey, you know, whatever he's doing, it's it's working because the man has produced some of the like best albums ever made in the late twentieth century <laughs> by everyone. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Slayer, System, uh, fucking Johnny Cash, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Dixie Chicks. Did he produce Dixie Chicks? Uh huh. Wow. Chicksy Dicks. Chicksy Dicks. The, the chicks. The chicks is what they go by now. Oh right. Uh, Good for them. This album was recorded at Sound City Studios in Van Nuys, California, and the Mansion, Hollywood, California. <clears throat> and have you have you heard about this mansion that he has bands record in? No. It's supposed to be like a some haunted mansion. What? I know. Is it here? <laughs> it's, it's it's in Disneyland. Oh god. Uh, Wait, are we in Disneyland? No, okay. certainly not. Okay. Uh, but. Yeah, it's. I guess it's like some weird. It's more of like a, a vibe there that hmm. gets this like. Um, yeah, I guess that like kind of worked its way into the music somehow. What's it called? The mansion. Uh, yeah, the mansion in Hollywood, California. I that should be easy to find. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the case. Um. Let's see what else. Uh, are you what? Are you literally looking this up? Uh yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> wow, looks really cool. So so it's supposedly haunted. That's what they say. I mean, you know, that I guess you take it with a grain of salt if if you're uh yeah into that thing or not. But uh, four I, bedroom I, uh, owned by Rick Rubin. No, oh, there you originally go. built in 1918. The house is famous <clears throat> for these successful bands who have recorded there since. <clears throat> oh, the house used to be owned by Errol Flynn. Are you familiar with Errol Flynn? Uh, the, the old swashbuckler yes guy. sir yeah <clears throat> oh although many say that harry houdini lived at the mansion no one has ever lived there in the mansion under the name houdini <laughs> okay thanks wikipedia <laughs> um, now there was a sherry <laughs> shudini there uh <laughs> threw an s on okay the so this is uh, uh red chili peppers have recorded there since 1991 interesting mm. like every album uh, is that what it's indicating? Since 1991, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers have <clears throat> returned to the mansion. Oh, I'm sorry, on numerous occasions. Okay. Uh, so, but it, it, then it lists a bunch of their albums, which it sounds like mm-hmm. I'm I'm not super familiar with Red Hot Chili Peppers mm-hmm. post um, One Hot Minute, so I don't know. Um, as soon as they went like attempted rock instead of their funk, I just lost lost interest in it. <clears throat> but uh yeah blood sucker sex magic was recorded there uh guns and roses november rain <laughs> just talking to that microphone <laughs> marilyn manson hollywood some really great people here <laughs> uh mars volta od loss in the uh comatorium great mars volta album really dig that uh jay-z 99 problems wow. mm-hmm. slipknot volume three was recorded there yep um lincoln park minutes to midnight uh this is all um new metal so, for that chili peppers. So yeah, it looks like there's a, there's a lot more than that. So mm-hmm. so yeah, I I even now that now that I look at it, it does seem to ring a bell. Because um, I because I think that yeah, Blood Sugar Sex Magic was recorded there. <clears throat> I know that like um, they kept having during the recording because uh, <clears throat> uh, Rick Rubin produced, but so did. Um, uh, George Clinton. 
Oh. And uh, I know there was like, they kept having to bail each other out during the recording because they all kept getting arrested for heroin possession. <laughs> <laughs> and did you know, that? did you hear about this? This is a while back, uh, but uh, George Clinton apparently was like addicted to crack for like 30 years. What? Yeah. Damn. I know. Crazy. I didn't know you could be addicted to crack for that long <clears throat> and still like... Exist. If anybody can, it's George Clinton. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the man is going to outlive everything. He's going to survive the heat death of the universe. He and his P-Funk All-Stars? Hell yeah. I got to George Clinton pretty heavy back in the day. Hell yeah, He's dude. He's fucking cool. He's a cool guy. Anyway, System of a Down. Yeah. Um, recorded there at the mansion, there in Hollywood. Yep. And um, it makes sense. Like, it's got a creepy vibe to it. The album, the certain al- parts of it, I do a little bit. The, uh, the cover with the scary hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guy reaching for a Arby's roast beef and cheddar. Yeah, it's actually, um, <clears throat> that uh, photo is uh, from a famous uh, communist, uh, big anti-fascist uh, artist, who <clears throat> apparently was the one who designed and took the picture for it. So I they, also read that on Wikipedia. They strike me as, I don't know, kind of a political band a little bit. <laughs> Just a smidge. Tiny yeah. <laughs> little bit. <laughs> Speaking of that, there is, uh, and I've been I've been building this up with you, um, this joke uh, that I saw on Twitter <clears throat> serendipitously um, that is uh, hilarious. So <clears throat> it goes like this. Every system of a down song is like, I'm the mushroom man. I'm the mushroom man. Oh, ho, ho, ho. In June 2003, Amnesty International published reports of human rights abuses in the U.S. military and its coalition partners at the detention centers and prisons on Iraq. These include... <laughs> and it just ends. <laughs> but I thought that was absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah it seems like... <laughs> like, I don't know that this is true, but I get the feeling that food is often used in System of a Down songs. Like yeah. sugar, uh, they oh, mention yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the fucking kombucha, mushroom people sitting uh, around all day. Yeah, who can't believe in? And God. then like chop suey is called chop suey. Oh, you know, I just got that. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I, that's eating I, seeds is a pastime <laughs> activity. So I think of them as like being like politically conscious, but also like hungry. <laughs> 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 that's good (laughs) it's like a very hungry band uh this album was certified gold in february of 2000 and then after toxicity their follow-up album came out in 2001 uh the self-titled album got bumped up to platinum status so hey keeping with tradition absolutely (laughs) uh that doesn't happen to all the uh, new metal bands we talk about but i know Uh, Anyone that makes it successful, that's usually what yeah. the, the course of events. Yeah, it like travels back in time to uh, <laughs> yeah. to bring the, the old album up. Um, this album was uh, included on Loudwire's list of the best, I'm sorry, uh, the best metal debut albums at number 22. And also it's featured in the book. Like one, ever? I guess so, yeah. Wow. And then the, the book... The album is featured in the book One Thousand and One Albums You Should Hear Before You Die. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, album spawned two singles, Sugar, and then Spiders, and then a self-titled album. I I didn't really find anything about why the album or the band are called System of a Down. 
I did you know see that. Um, keep going. I'll see if I can find. I, I have a note here. Okay. Um, you'd already touched on the the artwork for it. It's got the the guy with the the, the hand <laughs> reaching out. Uh, like you said, it's an anti-fascist poster. Um, the the text on the original poster said a hand has five fingers. With these five, grab the enemy. And so that's I guess the hand is reaching out to grab the enemy of you know system of a down or something. That's kind of what they're, right. they're going for. System um, of an up. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, it, also, there was a, a kind of a funny note on Wikipedia that said uh, it's ironic that this is the only System of a Down album without the word System of a Down on the cover because it's um, self-titled, you know? Right. Okay, so um, <clears throat> uh, the group had taken his name from a poem uh, Malikian had written called Victims of a Down. The word victims was changed to system because Odagian, Odag, <laughs> Odagian yep. believed that it would uh, appeal to a much wider audience and also because the group wanted the records to be alphabetically shelved closer to their musical heroes, Slayer. <laughs> I mean, hey. it, it, it works, you <laughs> know. awesome. Also, like... Sort of like Linkin Park and Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, they're right there neck yeah. and neck. Um, Chavo, the, the guy you just mentioned, uh, yeah. Chavo Odagian. We'll just call him Chavo. Quavo. Bass player, right? But he's a... Um, I feel like he does a lot of the like visual components for the band. Yeah. I don't know that he just straight up direct. Maybe he does direct some of the videos, but I know on like live performances, he's like heavily involved with like <clears throat> videos that are shown. And yeah. I saw them uh, with. Does he still play, or does he have someone? Yeah, up? yeah, of course. Yeah, he just like coordinates all okay. that stuff. He kind of like directs the. I've heard video. he's not like the best bass player, and that. Uh, What's the uh god damn it <laughs> the guitarist name? Uh, oh, uh, Darren. Darren. Yeah, I've heard that he ends up recording a lot of the bass parts himself because oh, really? they're, so, they're so fast, and <clears throat> I guess he's not he can't always keep up with that. Wow. And I, for for live performances, I've heard that he changes up um like the the parts so that he can play them easier. Oh, wow, that's wild. I know. Wild allegations. That's what you're I've gonna, heard, man. You're going to go after another bass player like that. You heard it here first, a nudist colony. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, John, uh, the one <laughs> yeah. that with like the easiest name to pronounce uh, <laughs> of the past few years, he's really gone mm. to uh, really gone to MAGA country. And uh, yeah. it's so wild to think that System of a Down, like the first time I ever heard of them, I knew they were political. That was just like, they just bring that vibe Oh, for sure, yeah. Or, or with them. And it seemed like they were always, uh, the band as a whole was always like very liberal, you know? But <laughs> yeah. then like now John specifically or specifically is uh, all into uh, Dipshit Donnie there. So uh, I don't I don't know. I don't get it. I did look through his Twitter and like it's, he posts like once a year something political. Mm-hmm. Um, Every year on January 6th, <laughs> yeah. he shows up. He was there, baby. <laughs> um, no, I've heard like it's it's created like a lot of strain within the band, mm-hmm. but like he, uh, I think it surges, he surges brother-in-law, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So like makes it like, there's like a whole other layer of complexity there that's like. Yeah, but you... I mean, like I, I don't agree with John's politics, but I do like the idea of people just like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. of getting together regardless of that and like coming together on something else and like maybe just don't even 
bring that up or whatever, like just right. going to create strife. And, you know, after they, they released those two singles um, that were not good uh, a couple of years back, <clears throat> they I think they played some shows like benefit shows or whatever. So at least they like were able to put that shit aside and, you know, come together and raise some money for a good cause. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah that uh they, they they genuinely do seem you know to to put their money where their mouth is um mm-hmm. and and back it up mm-hmm. um but yeah th- this was like a band um because i wasn't like like a necessarily like politically minded person um <clears throat> when i was younger mm-hmm. uh but it was really the bush administration that uh, kicked my political interest into high gear mm-hmm. Uh, You're like, this guy's getting it done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I love George W. Bush. <laughs> Such a smart guy. People forget. I feel like people forget that, like, yeah, Donald Trump fucking sucks. But, like, <laughs> George W. Bush was a, like, out-and-out fucking war criminal. Uh, Donald Trump's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But... I think if you look at like um, who who has caused more lasting damage, I genuinely think it was George W. Bush. I don't know. Did, did you see? Did you, did you see how quickly he dodged that shoe that one time? Quick. <laughs> he's pretty quick. He's pretty quick. Uh, you can't get anything past him. <clears throat> yeah, uh, he's created more terrorists than uh, <clears throat> any uh, single member, in, any single citizen of the United States of America. I genuinely believe that. Yeah, but he paints. So he paints now. Yeah. So Nicular. I, I guess we're all cool with it. Hey, we're fine. Twitter. We're all fine with it. Michelle now. Obama likes him. So, <laughs> you know, again, you got to put those differences aside, you know, to come together <laughs> at a different president's funeral or whatever. Oh, the God. <clears throat> um, okay. Well, um, you have anything else before we, we jump into uh, the, uh, the album listening? Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> shit. We got to stop looking I was trying stuff to, up. I know. We've got um, to stop. Uh, fuck it. There was something I was going to bring up, but uh, I have completely lost it now at this point, so whatever. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. All right, so uh, we're going to start listening to the album. This one has 13 tracks. I saw that there's like a, a deluxe version of this that came out or was reissued years later, and it has like four live tracks on it or whatever. Yeah. We don't have to get into all those. Nope. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're just going to listen to the 13-track album. We're going to start with, uh, what do you say, track one, Sweet Pea. Numero uno. Numero uno with Sweet Pea. Here we go. Good. Good. Good way to start. Very interesting. Yeah. Got a good, just got a good fucking tone on him, you yeah. know. And it's it's funny because it's like, <laughs> Search has such a like specific uh, approach to doing vocals, you know. Yeah, his voice is an instrument. Yeah, he really much. is like the fifth instrument. He, it reminds me of the way that Brandon Boyd sings a little bit. Not like yeah. they sound the same, but like. They're teetering on the brink of being annoying, but they just never quite get over there. Cause, right. Uh, you know, you had, if, if you weren't used to this, I'm sure it would be annoying as fuck. I can't imagine coming across this album in the wild. Oh, God. And just being like, oh, what is this? It's got a black cover. It's got a hand on it. It's got to be, maybe it's like punk rock. Maybe it's metal. Who knows? Pop this in the CD player and you get that little light guitar stuff. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. They just, out of nowhere, this shit comes in. It's all on display. Love it. On this song. Um, but, like, popping this in your CD player and, like, hearing, like, the little guitar, like, intro thing. And then it like starts rocking a little bit, and then you yeah. hear, then you hear his voice come across, and he sounds like, uh, what's his name, fucking Fred, what's his nuts from the B-52s? <laughs> yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's up to you. So um, this song is about religion. I think it's the only song uh, that's about religion on the whole album. <laughs> Is that? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't look up any of their... God, no. Hey, God, no. <laughs> That's awesome. Ooh, wait, is this censored? Is this a censored version? I think it is, bro. Oh, no. Who cares? Whatever. Our listeners don't need to hear that shit. <laughs> Except <laughs> that part where he says, fucker. Uh, yeah. Um, Interesting. Okay. So also on here, um, he apparently refers to like Jesus Christ as a woman, uh, but I couldn't find any like uh, explanation or reason as to why that's the case. Well, who knows? I'm clumsily <laughs> trying to uh, to find the He's uncensored uh, <clears throat> version of this. Yeah, not uh, so they're, they're I, I feel like they're kind of um, like a spiritual successor to Rage Against the Machine. Um, <clears throat> it's it's like a very unique style. Um, uh, Surge is kind of like using his voice in in kind of the same approach as Tom Morello uh, does to guitar, which is like uh, taking you know like an established instrument or in Serge's case his voice and doing something completely unique and making it uh his own thing and making it really truly stand out um you know tom radius and machine would not be the same band without tom morello just period like there's not even close Mm -hmm. um and it just it it uh truly just changes the entire entire thing um the entire band and uh but but then you know you add on to that all the political uh the political approaches to it and it's they're truly like a like a, like a spiritual successor they don't sound exactly the same um but i do i th- i feel like their their approach to music and to songwriting and to lyrics is you know right 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 down that same uh, same alleyway mm-hmm. and uh uh I, I really love both of them, and in this, the, they were super instrumental in um, you know, informing my political opinion. Um, and I, I, I think that we need we need another fucking band like this. Um, you know, everybody's like begging Rage to come back, and they kind of did for a second, and then you know didn't didn't really uh didn't didn't really go anywhere with that didn't didn't have an album i know they did some live shit um but they really need to record an album yeah it would but be it doesn't sound like it's going nice. to happen because uh, uh what's the bass player's name uh cumberford tim cumberford yeah yeah he's got like a really aggressive form of cancer oh shit yeah damn <laughs> it was like i feel like it was like stage 4 so damn uh, I think it was col- uh, colon cancer, testicle can- testicular cancer, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but ho- hope he gets better. Damn, because he's a fucking great bass player, and that's another band that, that um, <laughs> you know have stuck together. The four of them have been, you know, uh, 
They've never really broken up ever. Never swapped out uh members members mm-hmm. yeah it's it's like system and that like oh we're gonna take a hiatus but you know <laughs> we'll we'll still like play the odd show here and there yeah like in 2020 that was when rage and run the jewels were going uh, to tour and then that would have been rad and then uh broke fucking, his leg and COVID happened. well someone fucked a bat and uh that's okay. that's how we got that's how we got COVID. oh right i think you meant a baseball bat I mean that too. We did it like mm. this. Yep. We did it like that. We did it with the Siamese cat. So, you know, right. they changed it. They changed that lyric. Here we go. Here we go. I think we, I got the, <laughs> I got the dirty version here now. Fuck yeah. Let's see if I can get the scrub forward here. <laughs> it. <clears throat> The, the like chugging guitar stuff here if it was just this would not be at all interesting but because it's used <coughs> like it's kind of like in the background right it stands out so more so much more so good There we go. There we go. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Hell yeah. We can't shortchange the listeners. <clears throat> so good. It sounded like he was cupping the mic there. Yeah. A little bit of uh, Deftones. Deftonish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... But uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, the song's all about uh, the religion. And then uh, next up, we've got uh, no, which is about religion. <laughs> Not even joking. <laughs> it's about religion also. All right, go ahead and fire it up. <laughs> they really, really dig. Or actually, that be- before we ejecting before we get yeah. to track two, how do you feel about track one kicking off the album? I I, I fucking love it. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's it's a banger of an banger of an intro. Same, same. Um, the little like weird little chirpy muted guitar that they're doing there mm-hmm. um shouldn't shouldn't really work as like a as like an intro to like the very first song on your very first album but yet it does yeah and uh that nice little breakdown with the oh! <laughs> um you kind of get like the whole spectrum of what they do like off that first of the very first song yeah it's like here's three minutes of the entirety of what system of, of a down can do yeah. and it's just like <laughs> it's there you go fucking great. Like if you heard that one song you've got a little bit of that dna in all yeah. subsequent songs that come from them there's like it's like a little bit of a punk vibe a little bit of a like a little bit of a metal vibe a little mm-hmm. bit of a rap vibe a yeah. little bit of a um uh kind of like weird melodies yeah um <clears throat> because they're, they're armenian which we've we've, we've talked about mm-hmm. but um this album, and I, and I feel like some of their later albums um, get get more into like the Armenian style of music, whatever that may be, Middle Eastern sounding like tones and mm-hmm. uh, chord progressions and such. So yeah. uh, we'll explore further. So this next song is called No. K-N-O-W. Yes. He's a good drummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to give it to him.
What do you think about the the bass line here? <laughs> One note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I was actually trying to find uh, because I, I feel like the the bassist has like has like admitted that he's he knows he's not the best bassist. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> which you know, hey. but it sounds like he, th that's why I was kind of interested because you were talking about how he. he uh, does like visual stuff for the for the band. Yeah. So it's like, it's like hey, we, we'll get something else to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah. So let me let me let me try to find. Um, we'll turn it up a little bit. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Really, really good. Like, if it weren't at this tempo, that would be uninteresting. But because it's sped up, yeah. it's just like... <laughs> it, it, Yeah. It's like marches the song forward. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> I feel like he doesn't do that on the later albums. The oh! Yeah. Well, I guess mostly this album. I, I thought I had heard that he's not even really that big into, like, metal. He's more of a... Kind of like Jonathan Davis, who is more of a new wave guy, and he just, like, happened Gino. to be in a, a, a metal band. Yeah, Gino. Right. I think that's something that's <clears throat> maybe part of a new metal band's DNA or can be, you know? It, I think it helps him out. Yeah. Because it, it incorporates... Melody. Yeah. yeah. And, like... Um, ooh, this is good. Sugar Ray did. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to die? <clears throat> like when it, he gets, he sings in like an upper register like that. It <clears throat> it wants to be nasal so bad, but it's it's like not. He avoids it. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good singer. He is, yeah. Very unique, and he chooses the weirdest melodies. I remember when I went to go see, uh, what was it? It was a Godzilla <clears throat> King of the Monsters, I think. Oh yeah, is what it was. Uh, you know the American one, right? Uh, the 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 sequel to the 2014. Yeah. And uh, as I was leaving the theater, I was like, I was trying to figure out, or no, I'm sorry, as the the movie was ending, there was a a song playing. <clears throat> Yeah. And I was trying to identify the artist, and it was like a cover of, oh, no, there goes Tokyo, go, go, Godzilla, oh, right? Yeah? It was fucking Surge. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? He was, he was singing it, yeah. So this guy, I, I appreciate so much that he's like, <clears throat> I, I, he's, he's writing songs that are like political in nature against like religion and you know just like all of these like yeah. heady subjects and, and then he's like but also fat godzilla is my jam <laughs> so <laughs> hold on a second <laughs> in two hours remind me to listen to go go godzilla by surge Okay. <laughs> Done. That was Ross talking into Siri. That was me setting up a date with Siri yeah. so that I can uh, <laughs> listen to that because that sounds incredible. What if it just ordered you a crate of <laughs> Surge energy drinks? 
yes, please. Yeah, I take it. Um, uh, a slight side tangent here. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't the uh, the drummer? He owns like a comic book shop. Is that is that correct? Yeah, that's the other thing that's a bummer. Is he's like yeah. I, I've got so many things I like about this band and like about him, but none of it is political <laughs> in nature. Like he's such a fucking <laughs> yeah. cool like like he's a really good drummer. Yeah. Um, and he likes fucking comics. Like he, uh, I don't know if he like owns a shop or he like manages one or maybe both. But uh, I saw some YouTube video on it where it was like some the host of some like comic YouTube channel and they went comic book <clears throat> shopping with Joseph Hahn from Lincoln Park at his comic shop. Oh, and really? then like he John from System like walks in at a certain point and uh he's what, like just, yeah. like not planned? Yeah, I, I think he like knew he he works there, right? So he knew they were going to be filming. Wait, but, is it his it, Oh, they went to the one he owns? Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And they were looking at I want to say it was like Hulk 181. It's like the first appearance of Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. That sticks in my memory. I could be wrong, but um, he had to like get the key or whatever and like bring that really? the comic over. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of awesome. wild, but yeah. Um, okay, so I actually did find this here. <clears throat> the band had a bass intervention with Shavo <laughs> during the recording sessions, though it wasn't widely Wait, publicized which, at the time. For which album? This one? Um, Does it say? Oh, it's for Memorize Hypnotize. Oh. So this is after they recorded wow. several albums. So- <laughs> Shit, a little late for that, buddy. <laughs> Though it wasn't widely publicized at the time, uh, Malikian wound up handling much of the bass duties for Mesmerize and Hypnotize because he felt that Shavo's bass playing had slipped in the time since the band recorded Steal This Album. Wow. <clears throat> Odajin, who had uh, grown up playing guitar, hadn't picked up a bass until he was almost old enough to legally drink. Um, he hmm. told Revolver that his bandmates ultimately called him out during the sessions because of his subpar playing. They were like, dude, you're a bass player who plays better guitar than bass. What the hell is wrong with you? Darren would say to me, practice your bass. Practice your bass every day. But I was looking at practice like work, like schoolwork. I would come home every day after practicing with the band and play guitar for hours. I was good enough on bass but why should I have to practice it at home? But then I realized I strive to be the best at everything else I do. Why haven't I applied that to this thing, which is supposed to be my life? Yeah. <laughs> Darren had written a lot of crazy things for Memory Hypnotize that you'd need to practice before you play them, especially to put those tracks on a record. <clears throat> he continued explaining why Darren ultimately played most of the bass parts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Darren ultimate, uh, wait, after we were done, I came home and all I did was practice before I was like, I know how to, I know how to play the bass. <laughs> <But> <laughs> exclamation mark. I know how to play the bass, but I forgot why I love my instrument so much. It was like, it became a job, but if you really appreciate, if you really practice at it, you get better so fast and I'm back into it now. Now, when I think of playing an instrument, I grab the bass inside of the guitar. Interesting. Interesting. So wow. he was playing the, he was a good, the guitarist essentially and that's cool that it came from his perspective <clears throat> and not like one of the other band members was like talking shit right at, like to the media it was just like something that he had expressed his views on and i i imagine that that could be done in like any creative endeavor uh where it's like okay I'm, yeah i can do this thing i feel like i could <clears throat> probably just go on autopilot on my instrument or whatever like art skill i'm <clears throat> applying and oh i found this new thing i like to do let me focus on that right. and that just kind of like consumes your time and you 
lose track of your original craft. Yeah, maybe. that's uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm curious to see what the the gap between those two albums were because he said he hadn't picked it up since Steal This Album. Um, where's the discography here? I want to say it was like 2002. Because if he literally like hadn't picked it up in a few years, that's fucking hilarious. I just yeah. I gotta know. Um, so still this album and mesmerize. Uh, still this album was 2002. Mesmerize was 2005. So it's, it's so potentially years. he didn't pick up a bass for three years. Well, you know they probably toured probably, off yeah, of that's that, true. but but even still, like maybe it's like a two year, years. Maybe eighteen months, something like years. that. It's been, it's been two years. Yes, been yeah. Two years. Has you picked up a bass? <laughs> that's that's crazy um base intervention I, I i do remember yeah. that's what you would have for a fucking new york mets <laughs> yeah. i do remember that now like uh well i, I remembered it before but yeah. now reading that again it's like all oh, coming back to me like i think i read that exact like interview that's so funny yeah. i had no idea <laughs> damn you roll up on this poor guy but uh that said i do find myself <clears throat> Uh, liking a lot of the bass stuff that's on here, and I like that they oh, yeah. they allow the the bass to breathe because you you hear it like pipe up every once in a while. It's like the sole yeah. instrument sometimes with the drums or whatever, but it's just like hearing that groove yeah. forward. Um, it's a it's a force on this album. And, Truly, uh, it sounds like uh, there's a lot going on on this album, and there is, but it's never yeah. like I don't feel like it's too much going on at any yeah. one time. Like I. I know uh, you had expressed on the the previous episode that uh, you like this album, yes. and I said my opinion may differ. Well, it doesn't. This no! album, this album, fucking rules. It does, <laughs> and it's so entertaining all the way through. Yeah, and <clears throat> I had never heard this album in its entirety before, and I used to own this album. I bought it at a used really? CD store, and I CD knew. Warehouse? I don't remember which. It might have been like a vintage stock or something like yeah. that. But I I bought it and I had heard Sugar on the radio mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, okay, well, I found this used. Let me check this out. And I listened to likely the first song and then Sugar and then maybe Spiders and then yeah. called it a day. But I don't remember ever listening <laughs> to this all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody was... Uh, you liked hold- it. You just didn't want to listen to it anymore. Somebody was holding their hand out the window in, in the <laughs> same claw hand as the album cover. I thought, oh, this guy wants it. So I tossed <laughs> it to him. But uh, but yeah, man, I I am totally into this album like yeah. all the way through. Hell I don't yeah. I don't think there's a a, a buster in the the whole nope. group here. Truly. So, uh, do you want to move right. on to track three? Yep. What's it called? I don't know. Let's find out. Oh yeah. It's like fun. Uh huh. We are hungry. <laughs> we need food now. <laughs> Yeah, so this is uh, called Sugar. Yeah. Um, they claim that there's no meaning behind the lyrics, although it does seem like it's about drugs. Sugar? Yeah, I don't know what the connection is. Is that a, a company you said Booker, perhaps? <laughs> it's, I, this is the first, I think this is the first song I remember hearing from them. Yeah, this is the first um, single released. And it was yeah. like a big hit. It was a huge hit, yeah. yeah I remember it getting a ton of radio play. Yeah. The kombucha mushroom people sitting around all day. Hey, we're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The lyrics really 
you can make a loose connection maybe with drugs, but I feel like they truly are just kind of random. Yeah, it seems like they're almost improvised in a way. It's like, I'm going to scat into this microphone for a while <laughs> and then just see what comes of it, you know? Yeah. And then just call it good. But it fits, you know? I don't I don't pay attention to the lyrics for the most part anyway, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it is what it is. Then, ooh, baby, she's okay. People are always chasing me down, trying to push my face into the ground, where all they do is suck out my motherfucking brains, my brains. Sure. <laughs> it's great. They have a lot of, like, um, repetition, especially, like, the last... Oh, yeah. We gotta... gotta... I sit. My Here we go. Room. No lights. No music. Killed everyone. I'm away forever. But I'm feeling better. I love this. So good. This is like might be the best build up on the entire album. Yeah. Because it just like continuously speeds up, you know? That guitar tone is wild. Put my dick out. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking rock. Rock My cock out. Uh, All right. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's just a banger. Like that's there's there's no fucking, uh, n- no question about that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, just just ugh, give give it to me, sugar in my veins. <laughs> um, so is that is that your favorite song on the album? Or? Uh, no, my favorite song comes <laughs> later. I I mean, yeah. this is certainly a contender. I do like this song quite a bit. <clears throat> um, it's uh, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get to it when we get to, we it. Get to it. Yeah, get to it when we get because to it. Because it's so, uh, it's so stupid that I uh, have no choice but to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, th- this th- I don't know if that's my favorite song on the album. It's certainly, certainly a big contender. Yeah. Um, it is just ugh. It's just so it's it's fun, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's genuinely. It's just a fucking good time, bro. It's a good time. It is. It's a it, it's like aggressive but also like fun and playful. Yeah. You know? So it like uh gets everyone in the crowd motivated. Absolutely. I feel. It's just a hype. It's a hype. It's a hype. It's a vibe. <clears throat> it's a lifestyle. <laughs> All right. Um so next up we have um wait, hold up. Suggestions. <laughs> Hold on. We got oh, Battle Swords here. I was correcting the EQ and I think I broke it. <laughs> the EQ was the EQ was a little off. Uh yeah, that was the <clears throat> wrong version of the album here. Let's go back. See doodle. Um so suggestions. Um I fucking love the chorus on this song. Um <clears throat> it is just a it's a, it's it's one of my favorite one of my favorite songs on the album for well, sure. Let's listen to it. Suggestions. <clears throat> he has ah, man. His guitar playing is so good. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of Wes Borland, not in the tone, but in the way he builds songs with his guitar. It's less like it's like kind of riffy, but like it's like he's playing little bits of things, and like it's kind of hard to describe, but it's like. All right, here, fucking. Because this part. Goddamn. 
the the like it sounds like the strings are being plucked instead of like strummed or whatever you know yeah and it has this like tangingness to to the guitar playing that yeah i can i i pick up from like a uh, west borland or you know something like and that it's like um like if you were just to play the guitar parts by themselves like it probably wouldn't sound all that interesting mm-hmm. you know like Whereas, like, uh, you hear some guitarists, and you could you could take the guitar part by itself, and it would be like this its own. You could you know it's like a like a cohesive like you could just play it by itself and like pick it up. Whereas with System of a Down and like West Borland, they it's like they almost play like samples, mm-hmm. like like hip hop samples. Where like you know w- with hip hop you would take. Uh, little elements from all different like you might take this flute part here and pair it up with this bass line over here mm-hmm. and then pair it up with and then you know loop two notes that are played on a guitar over here mm-hmm. and i feel like that's kind of their approach to guitar playing obviously not like this right here yeah. but on the verses a lot it's like he's just playing little <laughs> <laughs> so good I wonder how the that like is wild. how that came up and like when they were writing the song. It's like okay, I'm gonna sing like a very tiny mouse on this part. Very <laughs> important. Very important. The Stuart little, little <clears throat> yeah. portion of the song. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it seems like when when Darren writes these different guitar parts, he's just like writing a guitar part and then like piecing them together. Yes. and it shouldn't work, but it does. Exactly. Yeah, nailed it. I think it's because the the whole band <clears throat> just comes to the party together yeah. you know and they they yeah. support no one's trying to well unless you're a bass player <laughs> <laughs> it's like um like uh they they construct songs no one's trying to be like the standout yeah um uh, and that's sort of like how wes is uh, a lot of times has, has described his bass or his guitar playing <clears throat> which is like i'm not like your typical guitar i'm not playing solos um, barely playing like a rhythm. I'm I'm more like putting my guitar through all of these effects mm-hmm. and um, you know like like building little like almost you could like sample parts of it and put mm-hmm. it in like a hip hop song or um, so I think it it really works well with uh, new metal and this this style of music. Yeah. Um, really, just fucking love his guitar playing. He's mm-hmm. so fucking original. Um, but that that song suggestions. Um, uh, talks about the media and how the authority treats you as nothing. The authority? Oh, shit. Coming to a DC universe it's near Hawkmore. you? It's <laughs> Hawkmore. I love Hawkmore. Um, uh, the whole song is a metaphor with the storyline of a ship that is being attacked, attacked by another battalion. Oh, my God. Didn't pick that up at all. No, no. <clears throat> all right. Uh, my suggestion is to get out of the ocean, bitch. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do love that chorus though, because it's just like it's so fucking wild. Just, <laughs> 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 it's it's just uh, it's so good. All right, next up we got spiders. Yeah, there's the other single. How do you feel about this song? Uh, let's play it. Uh, I like this song. Do you? I do. Uh, I feel like of these slower, uh, more melodic. System of a Down songs. This is my favorite of the. Like, I'm not really a big fan of Aerials or um, yeah. Toxicity, even. Right. Uh, but this, I I like. 
I used to like this song a lot more than I do now. Hmm. Okay. I still enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it got kind of a little bit played out, I think. Oh, And wow. this guitar part is like super easy to play. It's a, it's a good, it's a cool guitar part, but it's really easy to play because it's like atonal. Um, so am I. Yeah. What are you trying to say? Um, I don't know. Exactly. You're, you're toneless, bro. How dare you? <clears throat> tone, I don't know. Tone, tone. I haven't heard this song in forever, so it, it's probably been like yeah, fifteen years or something like that. Like I, I don't. I, I remember this. Like if you told me, imagine spiders by System of a Down in your head. I could remember that like this guitar part right here. Right. You know. Yeah. But actually, like hearing it, it just felt so good to come back across it <laughs> yeah. when I did. And it's like, it, what is this track five on the album? I think. Yes. So it hits at a good part of this album. <clears throat> like it, I yeah, put yeah, the song yeah. in like the five or six spot, and I think you're good. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good midway break. Yeah. Kind of. It has this like <clears throat> this vibe to it that you could see this in a like movie trailer for like some thriller or whatever. Yeah, or know? or in a haunted mansion. In a haunted mansion. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. They walk through the threshold of the <laughs> the door to the mansion and then Darren was like he looks around he's like guys I, I have an idea. I'm just like getting this vibe. It's just processing through me. Yeah, the, uh, I remember a lot of guitarists, like new guitarists, love to play this song because it's like easy to play. Yeah, you're just pl- you're plucking like one string and then just uh, on the string above that you're just like moving up and down. It's um, it's fine. <laughs> <coughs> no, no, no. I I, I, I I do like this song. I just yeah. I think it got kind of played out back in the day, and I just okay. some sort of like not not super excited by it anymore. Yeah, it is. I think for you maybe it's a little bit uh, leaning a little bit too far into the like gothy territory yeah you know yeah yeah okay so so this is one thing i wanted to bring up glad you kind of mentioned that (laughs) um so we went really hard at um the band oh fuck me uh (laughs) no cold no (laughs) (laughs) uh shit what other one it was it was they were like a political band uh god damn it jesus christ yeah Head PE. Um, they're they're a like political a, band. They're like okay, so this is like a good version of that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Where it's like political, but like <clears throat> kind of like a little bit of a juvenile political approach to it. You know, I mean, the, no Noam Chomsky, uh, but uh, it's intelligent and it's like yeah. well written. This is what Head PE wishes they were. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Man, I forgot all about that head PE yeah. album. That sucked. <laughs> God. Um, Spiders is a second single for System of a Down's debut album. Mm-hmm. It speaks of June, a girl going through a procedure to insert a V-chip in her brain, controlling her thoughts and dreams. It metaphorically speaks of the control imposed on her will by the government, media, and the system. <laughs> okay, see? Oh, wow. Head system of a Down, wow. Um, I hate that you said that. All of that. <laughs> I, I don't want to know any of that shit. I know. There's a a Slipknot song that came out uh, on an album in I think 2019. We are not your kind. I think okay. it was that one. They have a, a song called Spiders on that album, and that, that's. <laughs> I can't decide if I 
like that song or if I just fucking hate it. It's like, it's so corny. I Really? Yeah. So like hearing this version of a new metal song called Spiders, it yeah. was like refreshing in that way. It kind of washed the taste okay. of that one out a little bit. Right. But yeah, just knowing that it's it like, it involves a Vichy in a girl's head. I know. She's going to turn into a fucking transformer. <laughs> it's just like. Do you remember no, V-chips? I I remember the term. I cannot picture what one is. What uh, are they? So, uh, well, you don't. You don't. They they were uh, like late nineties, mid mid late nineties. They were you could get a TV with a V chip in it, and it would block mm. any kind of like violence or sex or <laughs> drugs. Uh, yep, we don't have those anymore. No, no, they were short lived. Uh, but the Clinton administration like pushed really hard for them to be put into. <laughs> yeah, I, I googled V chip, and the first image is Bill Jesus Clinton holding Christ. up a chip. Uh, yeah, I totally forgot that term. It was brief. altogether. Wow, a V chip. Wow, but I remember you could like like TVs would be like V chip included. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like don't ask me why, but it does block blowjobs <laughs> and come on dresses. Can't get into it. Or you can get the C chip, which is a Clinton <laughs> chip. <laughs> that, one is, that one is filled with cum. Yeah. It's just nothing get, but cum. It's nothing but oral sex 24-7. <laughs> and I'm going to... I Guys, I got to go real quick. Jeffrey's waiting for <laughs> me. <He's, laughs> yeah, you got, the, you got the jet gassed up? Okay, <laughs> yep. Hey, he's just doing circles. He's waiting on you guys. I gotta go. <laughs> he fires a grappling hook into the air like <laughs> Batman, you know? I gotta That's go. Or Hillary's gonna get me. <laughs> Bust out the saxophone. Uh, all right. Oh, man. That was a trip. <clears throat> yes, it was. Clinton was in office. Uh, all right. So let's move on to track six. Is it just pronounced devil or is it D-Devil? Double D-Devil. Double D-Devil. Double D-Evil. Oh, it could be double D-Evil. No. Big tits are bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So double D-Devil. Double D-Evil. I like this, like, bounciness yes. a lot. Like Polka. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know of any, like, Armenian music or anything, like, traditional <laughs> stuff, assume. but I'm like, is that where that comes from? Is it, like, is it coming? I think so. Like, it's it's cool. got a Middle Eastern vibe yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like those little, yes, falsetto bursts. It's a short song, but man. That's fun. Yeah, minute 43. Shortest. Yeah, shortest song on the album. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so on Genius, they have um, two potential re- uh, explanations for the name. Okay. Double D is referring to a woman's huge breast. Woman's huge breast. Not breasts. Breast. Just singular. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, it is sexual things like this that turns the media and power structure to use to dissuade us from destroying them. No, it's probably the titty one. Or two, reference to the sin of lust. Talks about plagiarism. The first verse is self-explanatory, and refrigerator is a metaphor for the ones that stole. But it also talks about the media. Huh. Uh, don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> I got it off genius, but <laughs> I'll <laughs> the name. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun song. I really, yeah. really enjoy that song. Um, but it's just basically media bad. Um, there's the oversimplification. But. Uh, are we still on it? No, I think we moved back here. I'm going to, I'm going to, or yeah, bring this forward a little bit. Maybe, maybe not. Here, it's not, where do you it's not go? going. Uh, let's go about halfway through. Well, <laughs> there we go. There you go. And then hit play. So we're still on <clears throat> D Devil. Yeah. Um, but I was listening to this today and I was like, man, all this like chirping sounds familiar to me. Yeah, this part. And I was like, what does this remind me of? And I figured it out. What's that? What does the fox say? Oh, shit. <laughs> Where he's doing all the yip, 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 right. yip. That's what it sounds like to me. So, <laughs> would that be great if like they finally came out and were like, "Well, we we stole it from System of Down." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Goal is so lovely. Yeah. That was a cool That's like really crescendo good. to the the end of it. Yeah. The, the Did you say Tom Chris, Chris-indo? Yeah, Chris. <laughs> Chris Indo. Chris Indo. Smoking Indo all day. It's uh, fucking uh, <laughs> Frank Caliendo's uh, cousin. Uh, all my right. blue moon river in exits, forewarned by customary spirits, by myself, by myself. Take me down there. Photographic relapse, people feeding frenzy. The devil is so lovely. That's a good lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sung ridiculously. Does it, but. does it go from like by myself, like... B Y and then myself to B U B U Y. Not according to Genius. No. Okay. Okay. No. Interesting. Nope. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so next up we've got Soil. Yeah. Um. So Soil is about suicide and depression. Um. So it's it's a uh, dedicated to a friend of theirs who had committed suicide. Oh. Okay. Um, and also Soil was the band's previous name prior to. Uh, violence of it or violence of it down or whatever that mm-hmm. fucking was. Wait, their band, their name used to be Soil. Yeah, that's weird because there's like a I think it's a new metal band named Soil. <clears throat> they have that song this, Halo. This is them. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I yeah. mean it's not like <laughs> overly for that's insane. For a new metal band, Soil <laughs> is pretty much like but it, straight it's, down the middle. It's funny <laughs> that they changed it. Yeah, yeah, and they like nobody's gonna have system of a down, so no. you know, give them credit for that. But and they then, had like, to get next to Slayer. Had to get next to Slayer, you yeah. know. Um, interesting. All yeah. right, cool. But yeah, let's listen to Soil track eleven. Soil. <laughs> Some reason this that opening the the guitar tone on that reminds me of uh, Panama, <laughs> like Van Halen. Listen, <laughs> or not not Panama. Dun, 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 dun. Maybe this Panama. I don't know. Then it goes into this. <laughs> I just like the tone of the bass. That's just yeah. like growl to it. You gotta have a loud bass on new metal. Yeah. That's part and parcel. This is definitely like a Middle Eastern um, like note note structure. Um, or uh, progression. Oh, you think so? Yes. 45, Trump. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> they knew there'd be a 45th president. 
Yeah, the lyrics are really interesting. Um, like this part right here, especially. You got the Middle Eastern vibe to it. This kind of reminds me of like a breakdown that Nine Inch Nels would do or whatever. Oh, what yeah, it, it does. Me of? For sure. Maybe it's like The Hand That Feeds or something <clears throat> like that. I don't know. Sure. Whatever song has a kick drum in it. Oh. <laughs> really slows down. What? Well, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. They've got like kind of like they've got like a technical uh, edge to them. Yeah. But like also like a very like rough punk vibe. Like it's not perfect, but it's like um, complicated. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like complex punk kind of. If it were on Facebook, it would have a status of, mm, it's complicated, <laughs> musically speaking. Yeah. I was trying to, like, crack the code of what the influences were. Because, like, part of me was like, oh, well, maybe, like, part of this is hardcore punk. And then, like, my yeah. brain just melted from there because I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just, I guess, metal, you know? And since they like Slayer, you know, that's going to be, like, somewhere in there. But right. it's not like, we just listened to Slayer. And even their most new metal-y versions of Slayer yeah. are still like Oops. pretty rip shit like thrashy you know oh yeah that sounds like this a, is totally different than the rest like that reminds me of like a red hot chili peppers type of yeah. thing you know <laughs> yeah. or Van Halen play eruption <laughs> this is cool like rules. you don't hear guitar solos <clears throat> in new metal too often yeah um uh, there was a couple things that I had about uh, Surge here yeah. um, that I meant to bring up earlier. Uh, one of his biggest uh, influences is Mike Patton oh, uh, yeah. from um, Mr. Bungle and Faith No More, um, which makes sense. Uh, and also, Surge has... <laughs> so awesome. I mean, it's not awesome because it's about their friend's suicide, but still. Cool delivery. Yes. Um, he's got an octave range of 4.2, which is a huge Same. fucking octave Same. range. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got a big range. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you can suck your own range. <laughs> um, I wish. I would never leave the house. <laughs> um, I was trying to find what his, um, what his like, uh, style would be because um, he's got such a, such a unique style. Just all of it. His his style is all of it at <laughs> yeah. all times, you know. Um, but but it's like uh, when he does that Middle Eastern um, vibe, it's just it's just so it's so cool. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that's well, it's just cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's got a huge range. The fucking four point two is is a m massive fucking range, which means he can go super high and super low. Um, uh, actually, I think Mike Patton has the widest vocal range, at least in rock, if not like Western music, male singers hmm. or something. He, he's got some kind of like uh, like record for having hmm. like just like an absurd uh, vocal range. Um, He's an incredible. I know a lot of people don't like Mike Patton mm -hmm. for maybe some kind of good reasons. <laughs> hmm. I know he can get on people's nerves, um, but I, I fucking love Mike Patton, and yep. he's just an absurdly talented guy. He's done like 
<laughs> he's done like every musical style fucking imaginable, mm-hmm. which is why he's like so influential to just so many people. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've listened to, I mean, Serge, you know, obviously, and then um, Brandon Boyd uh, has said that he's one of his biggest influences. Too, oh, yeah, so. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. So next up, we have War. What is it good for? <laughs> It's so good. Oh, okay. This is this is one of my favorite songs on here. Um, it's all about like uh, like Western powers against like you know have have, like oppressed the Middle East. You know, going back to like the Crusades. Um, so this is this song is all about all about that kind of stuff. Hmm. It's a political song. Interesting take. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that sentiment, but okay. (laughs) What if he likes George Bush? We'll fight the heathens, you know. It's like a cru- very crusader viewpoint on things. Yeah. Seeing the Middle Easterners as heathen, <clears throat> you know, evil, worship, you know, backwards savages kind of things. You know, uh, when System first came out, I heard about them being Armenian. I didn't even know what that was. I'd never heard of Armenia as a country, you know? <laughs> right. And uh, so I thought it like them getting the awareness about the, that country and about, uh, you know, the Armenian genocide and all that stuff was like yeah. doing a lot for them, but also doing a lot for people like us that sure. listen to this music and help us become aware. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Like Armenian people are yeah. very like politically focused, smart, savvy, you know, just like out there, like trying to spread the message and, and be the best people they can be. <clears throat> yeah. And then I heard about the Kardashians. I'm like, oh, that's right. We're, we all are terrible. <laughs> kind of, you know, like, are they, well, they're, Arme- they're Armenian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so is James Adomian. So he is. Yeah. Right? Interesting. I know. Wow. Okay. I would have thought he was like Greek or something from his last name, but I guess not. So they won you back over. <laughs> what? The Armenians won you back over. <laughs> You said Kardashians and you were out. Oh yeah, on the Armenians. Uh-huh. But then I bring oh, the Domian no, no, no. in, and not, then you're not out you're on back. the. No, no, no. I, 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 no, I'm not out. He's on. crossing his fingers. <laughs> He's got an "I love Turkey" shirt on. Because you know the Turkish government was once enacted the. Well, that's why every Thanksgiving we kill a turkey in honor <laughs> yeah. of protecting the Armenians. <laughs> Saved it. Nailed it. And then we put on Giorgio Armani because it sounds like Armini. Yeah, we have to. We have to. We spray it on the it's turkey. The wall. We spray it on the turkey, put it in the oven for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, it's well, it's we're just gonna roll into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the iPad <clears throat> insists that we move forward with uh, Mind, which Mind. is track. Uh, was this eight nine? Track nine. Mind. Yes. I like this part. So evidently the song talks about government mind control, <laughs> specifically mentioning CIA brainwashing in the album's liner notes. I'm like, okay, cool. It's it's not quite alien abductions like we've heard on some new metal albums, but it might as well be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The different again, the difference is you can look at some of the content just like, mm-hmm. you know, without hearing the song and be like kind of eye rolling but when you read the lyrics it's like well 
fuck. Mm-hmm. They actually wrote really good lyrics about a really cringy subject. Yeah. You know what? Like, the government has attempted to mind control people before. I don't think it's like widespread, like, you know, like subliminal messaging or anything like that. But it was like MK Ultra, where they like really did, you know, fuck with people's minds and shit. So there is some truth to it, but. <clears throat> Whenever I play MK Ultra, I always like to be Baraka, sometimes Sub Zero. <laughs> Barack Obama. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this part of the song, like, tricked me the first couple of times I that heard it because I'm like, oh, the song's over. But no, it's just now coming yeah. alive. <laughs> Hell yes. The dolphins have shown up. Oh man, I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it goes into this, just like kind of like, like it was like all dark and kind of uh, like back off the microphone. Yeah, you know, and then it's just like, hey, everybody, <laughs> rock lobster. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna do it. <laughs> God damn it. <clears throat> um, but this is this is this is one where the. Uh, Lyrics are just like very repetitive. Um, like it's literally just a lot of it just repeating over and over. They're the only one is really like, um, well now mutually mentally molested children of a mother, mutually mentally molested children of sin. Oh no, the ever popular beating that took you under. Oh no, the ever popular beating that broke your skin. Like it's a pretty, it's a pretty good verse. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you get this sh- fucking rock ass shit. It's so fucking cool. <clears throat> the drums just sound so crisp and clean. Like those those cymbals just splash just yeah. right, you know? That's I think this album is like one of the best EQ'd and like overall like quality wise, like best produced. Rick, <laughs> the dolphins agree. Uh, best produced, like, like serious about it. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as like new metal albums produced by Rick Rubin go, I feel like this is like oh, yeah. one of the best ones. Like but, he he produced uh, the album we just talked about uh, before, which was uh, Slayer. Yeah, and they just came out within the same month. I think <clears throat> doesn't mean they were produced within the same time frame, but wow, even still, that's you know, crazy. yeah. I wonder why they released. Because they were, they they wouldn't have been recorded at the exact same time. Well, I guess it could have potentially. I mean, because his recording or his producing style tends to be sit on a couch <laughs> yeah. and then Barefoot. yell things, yeah. smoke weed, and <laughs> but again, it works. So fuck it. Um, but as far as far as like tonally, do you think this is the best um, like first album that we've done? Oh. I mean, the core, the first Corn album is really produced well. Yeah, but I feel like I, I feel like this. <clears throat> yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, I do think this is probably the best produced. Like, it's certainly the most unique, and like, uh, as far uh, like, it sounds good for having like such a unique, inventive style. 
No. Yeah, like no, yeah, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with yeah. you. I was just thinking like the the first couple of Corn albums, <clears throat> you know, like all the Ross Robinson produced stuff that we've talked about so far. I like it personally, like I have nostalgia for it yeah. and I I enjoy it, but I do think that uh, the the bass drum gets lost in the mix sometimes. Sometimes it's it doesn't really have that like thud that you want. Yeah. Whereas this, I feel like it's punchier. Yeah. And it just it just works better, but yeah, like overall, I think this yeah it's probably the best produced yeah. metal album so far. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking cool. Um, there's a kind of a drawn out ending here. <laughs> Boom. Okay. <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> so, uh, Slayer's Diabolus and Musica came out June 9th, and then this album came out June 30th. So, not even quite a month apart. Okay. okay. So, there you go. So, that means that, that one of them, one of them was sitting on uh, an album. Um, for a while there then, right? I mean... <laughs> what technical issues? We're not having any technical issues. We don't do that shit here. At Nudist Colony, there's... the you. If you ever have uh, issues in your uh, resort room, <clears throat> you let us know. We'll take care yeah, of that we'll for right you. We'll be down. We will work for you. <laughs> <laughs> Italy. <laughs> uh, but yes, that was the, the longest track... On yeah. the album, six minutes and sixteen <laughs> seconds. And, they, had to give the, they had to give the bassist something to do. <laughs> yes, hey, you pluck it every twenty. <laughs> yeah. You could play at the very end of the song, <laughs> essentially an outtake for it. Um, so yeah, that was mind. Do you want to move on to track ten? People, people, sweet people. Hell yeah, because there's sweet pea and then there's people. That's disgusting. Oh, people! I wonder if it's like people. Oh my god. This. The intro to the song is like annoying. Uh, I don't know that I would say no, annoying. No. It's just like weird. Yeah. Cause you can hear like singing in the in the background. <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is this the song? <laughs> yeah, this song. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I like this song. We got smoking weed. What? Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. The audacity of them to put a tuba in this fucking song. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. This is what I was talking about. Polka. This is my favorite song of this album. Really? Because it's so stupid. <laughs> it should not it. work. Yeah. But every time I hear that, I imagine them like being pulled on a float playing this and then like a fat guy with the tuba <laughs> walking behind him. <laughs> fat German guy like yeah. later hosing on. Yeah. <laughs> People keep throwing throwing pennies down the, <laughs> the opening of the tuba. But it's such an interesting song. I remember as I was listening to this album for the first time like a, a week or two ago I was like yeah this album's like really good it's very interesting the entire time 
And this album just sounds alive. Like it's constantly moving. It's like a shark, you know? Like if it, I feel like if they stop playing their instruments on this album, yeah. they will die. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, this is, I'm just really enjoying this and whatnot. Then I got to track 10 and I hear this tuba. I was like, oh my God. I like, it never would have crossed my mind to include that shit in there. I don't know if it's an actual tuba or if it's just like a keyboard or, or maybe that's the sample that oh, that yeah. uh, Surge plays or whatever. But the the mindset it's to be polka. like... Like it's fucking polka. The mindset music. to be like, you know what would sound good here? <clears throat> and then to follow that up with a tuba doesn't compute, but goddamn. Yeah. rules yeah. so hard. That's cra- it's crazy. Yeah. But I love it. Love it. Um, it's it's such a unique voice, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On cue. (laughs) Fucking on cue. (laughs) I'm gonna look up and see if that's a uh, if that's a tuba here. Okay, that's a fucking tuba. No, it has to be, right? But I I kept looking through Wikipedia on the like <clears throat> personnel just to see if they like brought in a tubist to yeah. play those notes or what that was. But you know, Serge is credited with samples, so I thought, well maybe he sampled a tuba. Right. So we can add a tuba onto the list of <laughs> unusual <laughs> new metal instrumentation. Yeah. With bagpipes and fucking turntables. It's so wild. I love it. I love it. (laughs) It's so great. Hell song. yeah. Great song. You just want to let it roll through? Sure. Okay, we got Cube RT. Cubert. They just like that dang old video game. Oh, shit. Yeah. Cubert, you're right. I bet Josh Gad is going to try to fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Pixels, but that's, that's all, <laughs> that's that's, all, I, that's that's all, all I know about it. That's all I need to know, man. Yeah. Josh Gad fucks Cubert. <laughs> I put on I'll put on my notes. Society equals dumb. <laughs> also, this is this isn't one of my uh, I one of my lesser favorite songs. Yeah, I still it's okay. I like it okay, but about, it's towards the lower end. About this far into the album, like after you've heard the tuba, I feel like I I've already nutted, you know. <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like yeah. I'm ready to just like take a nap. But uh, the album keeps going. I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way, but like. All the other stuff that comes after this, it's enjoyable, but it's like, I, I felt like we've already hit that peak yeah. in a way, you know? But this just song, coasting on like, you know. Yeah. Like, on goodwill. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, the song's only a minute and 50 seconds long, so they get in and out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. <clears throat> so there's ghosts of the song in a lot of their tracks uh, they get buried 
over the newer ones. So uh, they recorded on tape except for the last two albums. So they would leave artifacts. They would like reuse oh. the tape. And so there would be like, it's like the first of it where you would hear that background. At the beginning of people. Yeah. So yeah. that was because they were using, they were recording on tape. <laughs> just reusing the tape and like little, yeah, little artifacts would be left in there. Yeah. Interesting. That's funny. I was in a, a band once and we recorded a demo. And um, when we were recording, uh, we all played live and our vocalist, he was singing his part, you know, just to, so we all kind of stay. Uh, we all know where we are within the song or whatever. Right. Um, and even though they deleted that vocal track and he went back and re-sang it so they could record his vocals like separately. Yeah. Um, there was still a, a hint of one of his vocals like kicking in from the previous like tape, I guess. Oh, um, yeah. And it, uh, it stands out to those of us who like recorded it, but like no one else would pick it up. It's one of those weird things, but I do think it's cool that they left that. So like faint and in the background. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, is my, my phone messed up? Like, why is it, why is it sounding like this? But right, <laughs> that's it's interesting. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize that they they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, Learning a lot about these guys, you I know? know. They're pretty interesting. Uh, I, I love that kind of thing, though. Yeah, uh, like happy accidents. Yeah, uh, like Limp Biscuit uh, on the first one, um, <clears throat> Three Dollar Bill, y'all. They would let the tape play out, and they, that's where they would get a lot of those like sort of like impromptu jams and mm-hmm. sort of like interstitials between songs. Of course, then they started like actually like writing things for the in between parts instead yep. of letting it be impromptu. Lost some of the fun of it, but yep. uh, you know whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> <clears throat> well, let's move on to track twelve. Darts. Darts. This. Seems like the most straightforward, like <clears throat> new metal sounding, yeah, part, you know. But then it immediately kicked over, like the first time. <laughs> the first time I heard this, I was like, "Oh, are we just gonna like mail in these last couple of tracks and then Hell you no. get to the meow mix Especially over here?" The last one. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't more singers just do that kind of thing? You Lovers. Know? Like, have fucking fun. I, I love listening to his lyrics because it sounds like he's having a blast. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not just like, oh, am I singing this note? Like, am I too pitchy or whatever? It's like, oh, am I doing uh, fucking the, uh, am I doing this Don Knotts enough? Like, <laughs> yeah. or, or or am I conveying to the to the audience that like, hey, this is like, this can be kind of not not even necessarily like fun, but just like this can be unique and something different than what you're probably used to. Like, and again, hearing him do that, like, I'm loving. Put a fucking clock in there. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Like, have a good time with it, man. Yeah. I like listening to bands and knowing that they're like having at least a good time in the studio. Yeah. And I do feel like they are. Like, mm-hmm. they're just wilding out, man. Yeah. Just throwing whatever onto the wall and seeing what sticks. I mean, it does seem like they 
had a blast putting this album together. At least that's what it sounds like. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually true, but like... That's all that matters as long as it sounds like they had fun. Yeah. Um, the chorus on this is Arise, as did the gods Niti and Ishkur. So... Um, I'm sorry, Ninti. Ninti, Ninti yeah. was the Sumerian god of... She was a goddess of life, and then uh, Ishkur was the uh, god of storms. So they were Sumer- ancient Sumerian gods. Hmm. Um, and I think, I feel like I read somewhere that this is, uh, that song in particular is about uh, like how much um, monotheism sucks and how much more fun like polytheism was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I believe that's what it is. Um why do old society okay so this is uh this is a footnote from the album so this is what they said in the album why do old societies hold the pantheon of 12 gods to be true while modern societies generally have one god um so it's you know it's about like polytheism Mm -hmm. i i assume Hmm. Um, may I please remain in this space for dart screech my desire. May I please remain in this space for dart screech by my desires. Uh, they repeat <laughs> shit yeah. a lot. Um, Clockmen, for they will fail. Fear not the gods that come from the sky. Long not for the one who've lost their way. Long not for the one who's lost their way. So yeah, I think um, you know. Clockman, for they will fail. Fear not the gods that come from the sky. I feel like they're talking about polytheism. I think yeah. Armenian, the, the Armenian people, I think, are like direct descendants of Sumerians who, you know, Sumerians like predated Christianity and they were polytheists. Um, so a lot of like, um, <clears throat> a lot of like uh, Greek and Roman uh, gods and even like Jesus himself. Um, and uh, pretty much any religion that originated anywhere close to the Middle East <clears throat> all share um, like a like a, a theological lineage to the Sumerians. <clears throat> so you, you can go back and almost draw one-to-one comparisons between like the Egyptian pantheon, the Greek pantheon, the Roman pantheon, <clears throat> and then of course... You the know, Hulk's pantheon. The Hulk's pantheon, right. mm-hmm. Batman's pantheon, mm-hmm. um, Wonder Woman's panties on... <laughs> Damn. Okay, this is our last song. <laughs> I'm losing it. I'm fucking slipping, man. I'm well, trying everything that's I okay. can to hey, keep we're my here. brain we're active. Here. We're here. So, track 13. Pluck. Hold my hand. No. <laughs> you, you say you're cashed out, and then you're like, well, let me start singing this for a is while. This how I stay awake. <laughs> a blowfish song. All right. Pluck. It's an acronym that stands for... Politically lying, unholy, cowardly killers. Oh shit! So it's like Modoc, but for <laughs> music. Yeah. Uh, evidently, the song is dedicated to the victims of Armenian genocide. Yeah. It is meant to be criticism, <clears throat> uh, denouncing the Turkish government. Good. The song fucking slaps so goddamn hard. Yeah. Great way to go out. <laughs> Hell yes. 
It's fun. It's weird to be like <laughs> pumped for a song about a genocide. <laughs> but it's it, like awareness of. Yes, you know. Yeah. It's not calling for. <clears throat> I hope not anyway. But the song is a fucking banger. Yeah, it is. Like this is gonna open up the fucking pit at a show, you know? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't have been a bad way to open the album. Yeah, true. But it's already close it, so yeah. I love this. It's like disco beat. Darren doesn't sing a whole lot on this album, but he does sometimes. Yeah. You hear him screaming in the background a yeah, lot. Yeah, pops up every now and then. <clears throat> I think he got like more involved in like vocals on later albums, right? Oh, like yeah. where he was by, like by the second one they were yeah, he was like co co lead co and vocalist. Yeah. He's a weird dude. I like him though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does a song with Lincoln Park on one of their later albums. Oh really? Yeah, he like plays guitar on it. Oh, that's interesting. Called Rebellion. Is it good? I mean, I like it. Yeah. That doesn't tell you much, but. <laughs> <laughs> is that Darian singing with him? Mm-hmm. Darren. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. I thought it was a woman at first. Damn, fucking burn. <laughs> Compliment. <laughs> Women sing good. God damn. It's like these blast beats and shit. Yeah. Do you think they like Slayer? <laughs> this is probably the thrashiest song on this album, right? I, yeah, I think so, yeah. It's such a catchy guitar riff. Yeah. There you go. He's got such a great, like, scream on him. Yeah. I mean, they both they both have such unique voices. Like, yeah. um... Just <laughs> I feel like he doesn't do that yeah, on the... On, Newer stuff. I don't even know if he does it past this. I'm sure he probably does once or twice, but I feel like he does it a lot on this album, but I can't think of anything post this album that he really does it on. There's a song on head. Toxicity called, I think it's just called Prison Song, <laughs> and he does that, like... Oh, okay, yeah, that, that sounds great. Yeah. That roar. So good. That's a hell of a way to end an album. Hell of a way like to end an album. Like, when you end on a... Such a lively, like intense, um, spirited song like that. It just makes it gives the album a whole different feel. Like yeah. that that last song was just like a very slow, like prodding song. Yeah, you know, it, I feel like it would weigh it down a little bit. Like I, I try to grant some grace to the last tracks on albums anyway, but right. just finishing so strong like that, yeah. like you could have put that as like in the first half of the album easily, oh, sure. but the fact that they saved it for the very end. Yeah. I wonder if it's based on subject matter. Like they wanted to save the genocide song. Well, for most it. of the songs are about the same things. So. <laughs> Some of them are about the government. Some oh, wait, about weed. oh, wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One, okay. One's about weed. Yeah. So that was uh, system of a down by system of a down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 13 tracks of uh, pretty incredible songwriting and, performances 
I maybe yeah. we should just go ahead and, and get right uh, to it. Um, there's okay. there's no like hidden tracks or anything to to speak of. Um, like <clears> I said, on the the deluxe version of this album, you've got four live tracks. I've listened to those a couple of times. Those are fun to hear. Yeah, uh, just to hear like what that sounds like live. How do they reproduce <clears throat> this or whatever? But not right. necessary. I think that the album itself holds up. Um, <clears throat> I'm. Yeah, but you always go first. Why don't you go first and, and, and say what your rating is for this this album? Um, so, I love this album. Yeah. Big ups, just two thumbs up, fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Bangers, start to finish. There's a couple of po- spots on there that, you know, um, I like more than others. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, had a burp. Um, <laughs> but overall... Um, it's such a fucking unique album mm-hmm. and it's just got a fucking energy to it. It sounds great. Another burp. It sounds <laughs> great. It like, um, it's, it's, it's just, it's just fucking fun. It's fun. It's a fun yeah. album. Yeah. It's a fun new metal album. Those are the best kind. <clears throat> um, but it's still got some, you know, serious moments, um, that are handled appropriately. Um, I, I mean, shit. I would have to give this out of seven strings. I'm gonna give this six strings. Six strings, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not perfect. You know, like I said, there's one or two parts that aren't bad, but kind of slowed down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I can't give it a perfect score, but I say six strings is ain't nothing to sneeze at. No, no, I'd say that's a good score. Yeah. How about you? Um. So for me, um, I agree with you on this album being fun. Like, yeah. even on the, like, more serious lyrical content, it's, they approach it in such a, like, fun <laughs> and entertaining way that you may not even know that you're, like, uh, learning about things in the world right? as you're just, like, vibing out or whatever. Like, again, that's with, like, Rage Against the Machine, like, somebody who's not politically, um, has no political, like, knowledge mm-hmm. can listen to something and this will open up fucking doors for them. And mm-hmm. this, and along with Rage Against the Machine, were instrumental, it wasn't the only reason, but they were very instrumental in getting me interested in politics. Yeah, yeah, like, because it, it wasn't getting to us any other way. Like, right. when we were younger, you know, high school age, when these albums came out, I didn't want to watch the news or like <laughs> CNN or whatever. The fuck, internet, you know? like where we were from, we're rural Oklahoma. We didn't have cable. Like, yeah. the fuck were we gonna get that from? Yeah, anything that involves American politics are gonna be on either of the coasts. We're like stuck yeah. here in the center, you know. So it's it's really not stuff that would directly affect us. So I didn't really have context for it. However, having it in in music that speaks to us, uh, you know. I, that ain't nothing to sneeze at, yeah. Buster, you know? Um, I feel like it's desperately missing from today's. I mean, you got like Run the Jewels maybe, but like mm-hmm. there's just very few politically minded, um, um, like heavy music, you know? And yeah. it's not not just like, you know, yeah, sure, there's like some folk bands, some hip hop, you know, but like to speak to angry young white men, you, <laughs> you, you risk letting them fall to guys like Andrew Tate or to Alex Jones mm-hmm. or to any of these fuckos um, because they have no other outlet. But when you have somebody like a Rage Against the Machine or a System of a Down, um, they can speak to that while also giving these young men uh outlets for their anger and for their confusion and for their lack of understanding in the world. Yeah. You don't want that rage to turn into something that's like going to be harmful. Exactly. Uh, you want to redirect it into something that's going to be 
it, end up po- being positive, exactly. right? Yeah. Um, so, um, and then like, I just love the way this album is produced. I did not know what it was going to be going into it. I thought, oh, this is going to be, <sighs> because I used to own this album and I listened to maybe a, a couple of songs on it. Yeah. And I couldn't quite remember the, the other <clears throat> like non-singles. I thought, oh, it's going to be like a whole bunch of like aerials and, and whatnot, um, which I'm not a, a big fan of. There's a bunch of areolas. Areolas, yeah. Well, I mean, there's going to be four guys, minimum eight nipples. Yeah, you know. Man. So, well, you know. Mm, you know. <laughs> What's your score? <laughs> so, um, I was wildly surprised and delighted by how entertaining this album was. And uh, this album has a fucking tuba on it. I, I have to give this album <laughs> seven strings. What? I'm going seven strings Holy on this one. Holy shit. I thought for sure that I. Uh, that you were going to rate it higher. I'm going to give it six and a half. Okay. Six and a half streaks. One of the streaks is busted. It just got played It's there, hard. though. It's there. It's hanging on by a thread. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like, I just, uh, I was really impressed with it. And I'm going to, I know I'm probably going to end up adding almost every song to my own personal yeah. best of Nudist Colony Fuck playlist, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I'm totally in for this. I... I'm just going to keep this one in my rotation. There's a lot to fucking like Give here. Give it a seven strings. Give it seven strings, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, seven strings. You're giving it seven Hand strings? Hand-holding club. Oh, my God. Yep. It's happened. It's in the pantheon <laughs> of us. Yeah. Yes. yeah. The nudist, seven strings. Nudist pantheon. Go, yep. We've done it. You're We've in good it. company. Congratulations, System of a Down. Truly an honor it. for you. Um, so uh, where do you think new metal is at this point? Probably not too far from the last time we discussed this, which would no. Have been... But I think this, I think this album does does move the needle considerably. Yeah, more so than than anything we've talked about in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> um, these guys were touring with uh, <clears throat> they, they toured with Incubus. They opened for Incubus um, back when Incubus was doing you know new metal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they toured with Faith No More. I could be wrong about that. <laughs> But them, you know, uh, getting into that scene, uh, I think lent legitimacy to new metal because, again, they're political. Um, they're like they're like artsy. They're like, I think Deftones will eventually get there, but at the time, Deftones weren't like the artsy metal band that they are now. Right. So I think these oh. guys are the artsy new metal band. Like, yeah. That is a position that they they hold at this point. Or well, will hold soon. Um, I think their next album, obviously, is like you know, more of like a success. Yeah, definitely more of a mainstream hit because yeah. of uh, Chop Suey <clears throat> and and Ariel's toxicity. But this definitely gives a whole. Um, this gives the the genre a lot of legitimacy that it was needing from a certain sect of people. Yep. Again, that will all be squandered shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but at this time, it's you know it's um, it's making new metal look very, um, very good. Yeah, it, it makes things seem more interesting by having yeah. this band out there and, and producing quality content like this. Um, cool. All right. So yeah, big influence on a lot of bands going forward, new metal yeah, and otherwise. For sure. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how quickly that that uh, <clears throat> influence spreads. 
Yeah. Um, I'm sure we have some time before we get there. I think we have to get through <laughs> a like a Kid Rock album before <laughs> oh, that. Oh, well. <laughs> um, so uh, in the meantime, uh, you can email us, nudistpod <clears throat> at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at nudistpod. Check out the Nudist Colony Spotify <clears throat> playlist. There's a link in this show and show notes for this episode to that very playlist. And on that, it will have the next album that we will be discussing, which <clears throat> is also from 1998. We're not out of there yet. Obsolete by Fear Factory. This is when they start dabbling in oh, the new metal arena. Okay. Yeah, so this is gonna be uh, that's gonna be a newer one for me. Yeah, I don't know that I've I can't I can't name any songs off of, but I'm I've, I know I've listened to it. But this is gonna be interesting. Yeah, I think this is the album with Cars. Yeah. They do that cover of Cars by Gary Newman. Car. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're I, like uh, this is still in in their industrial phase, right? They're still pretty right. heavily industrial at this point. Yeah, they they more or less stuck with that the entire time, but uh, I thought they went a little bit more like uh, kind of rocky, new metal-y. No, they say. Well, pretty... I mean, that's that's kind of what this next album will okay. be, but it's um, <clears throat> there, there's still some like industrial album, right? stuff in there. Uh, no, okay, yeah, okay. no. Um, but yeah, so we're going to cool. discuss that, and uh, so check back with us in a couple of weeks for for that album oh yeah it is the one with cars on there so oh hell uh, yeah. yeah i'm looking forward to that one of my favorite <laughs> things is uh, when i'm driving around in my car and i hear that song come on satellite radio i'm like i am in my car <laughs> yeah. it came true and then you put on gravity kills wait did they do the cover of car i know they did a gary newman no poetry it's, and power yeah yeah fucking love that song that, that song fucking hell yeah rips, dude all right cool uh, well, yeah, so check us out. We're going to be, although um, next week we're going to have a point five, so don't expect a new metal review next week. No. Um, but we do talk about the new DCU slate. Yeah. So if you're a movie fan or DC <clears throat> fan or uh, just a glutton for punishment, honestly, <laughs> check it's back short, with us next week. It's short. It's like 30 minutes long. Yeah. You know, it's just, hey, enjoy it. Have, yeah. fun. have fun out there, guys. Yeah. Um, Three, six, nine, damn, she fine. Hoping she can give it to me one more time. Get fucked. Get fucked, get fucked, get fucked. Get fucked. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Fantastic. Uh, bye. <laughs>